This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses that you can get delivered to your door for a fraction of the price you pay in stores. To learn more, visit casper.com slash supertrain. Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Oh, it's really early. Is it early? Oh, look at that. I guess it is. It's pretty early. Yeah, I mean, it's not as early as it could be, but it's early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I woke up singing eight two seven five three zero five nine. That's a good song. Yeah. Oh God, I had two. I usually have two to three songs in my head when I wake up. Where did I That's got to be cacophonous. Oh no, it's terrible. I just uh, I have like a little mini stroke for a couple hours in the morning, and I just cycle through one or two lines from a song, and it'll be different songs, and it just goes on and on and on. Oh, yeah. I've it's kind of like how is, you listen to the Long Winter's albums. Well, you know, I like to hear the first part, hear, get the get the feel for what, what the song's going to be like, you know? As soon as the lyrics start, you can go to the next song, because you got to yeah, feel go to the, just, just skip ahead. Go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> it means something different every time. It does. I still get in a lot of trouble for that song uh, in the music press, who feel like it wasn't enough. I didn't, say, I didn't say enough. You There's know what? A lot, go, a lot in that. <laughs> they were probably listening like, like I did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The lyrics came in and they were like, skip ahead. You get it, you get in a closet with headphones. Mm-hmm. You don't even have a way Mm-mm. to control the music. You just get you get in the closet and you could just close mm. your eyes in a dark closet and you just listen to John's work. The music closet. Mm. Go in, everyone in the house should have everyone in, in listening to this program should have one music closet in their yeah. house. Even before you get a monk hole. Yeah. Get yourself a music. I'm having a, a, a hell of a hell of a day. Tell First, me, tell me. Well, it's so I mean, early. How well, could it have started oh already? Oh boy. Well, the latest is the roofers are still here, and today they're real relaxed and very jovial. <laughs> they're having some very loud conversations, and the, the occasional grinding noise that you hear is the giant yeah. tar bucket. I hope that's not mm-hmm. racist. They've got tar a giant bucket. tar bucket that's whirling around, yeah. and they're just they're having all kinds of conversations about stuff. So. Yeah, is it hot and smelly? I could, I, <clears throat> I could smell it from my home. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 nice, but that's really just the icing on the shit burger. I uh, I woke up at about, I think it was one a.m. Oh, that's early. Yeah, well, that see, usually I urinate between three and five, and that's when the trouble starts. That's when I have trouble getting back to sleep, and that's when you get <laughs> yeah. into bonus sleep, double bonus sleep, triple bonus sleep. If you, you set manage, an alarm for the three to five no, no, urination? No, no, okay. Daddy's got an alarm downstairs. Daddy's d- down, down. Uh, you know, you look down from the mezzanine. That's where the alarm is. You're looking down. <laughs> ding, 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 yeah, ding. It's, it's your, like a fire alarm, right? Your, like you, you slide down the brass pole. Yeah, a lot like that. Like an Ultraman. Like my chest starts yeah. beeping. I know it's time to make a number one. So. <laughs> I went to bed. I watched Ed Sheeran on uh, TV last night and got mad. And my no, wife no, and I, no, no, no. Oh my God. It was so horrible. <laughs> At the age of 50, no, man, no, no, no. I can still get mad about an Englishman. <laughs> what are you doing on my Game of Thrones? It looks oh, like somebody Thrones. left Ron Weasley in the dryer for a weekend. Your hair so, is stupid. <laughs> so stupid. you are. I know this about you. Yeah. You are somebody that's right there mm. at the debut. This is one. This is one of my day and date shows. My, right. I, yeah, I've did something I have rarely done, which I forced my wife to get into this show. It was very yeah. tough. I made her it's watch some recaps. Show. It's really fucked up. It's so yeah. fucked up. But I think I kind of got her a little bit into it. We watched it, and we were both. So 
so angry until bedtime about this. We got up this morning. It's the first thing we talked about is how we're still angry about Ed Sheeran. I know this is not going to matter. Tears and rain. Point yeah. is, I, I watched my program. I'm trying really hard to get to bed by 11, and I've been pretty successful with it. And at 1 o'clock, I wake up with a raging migraine. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Is that was a boner? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what wakes me up at night at 1 in the morning. Hey, it's Christmas in July. <laughs> but go ahead. A raging <laughs> migraine? At first, I thought it was my usual I slept hard in a weird way. Right. That could usually... have been Ed Sheeran. Why Normally, that's where I get a back problem. I get a back problem because I'll do a slight twist. Sure, pinch nerve. Yes. P- could be pinched, could be pinched, could just be aggravated. But mm-hmm. um, no, it was like in my hippocampus. Like I could feel the radiating, oh no, of like this is probably my seventh migraine ever. In your life. But I was up, and I was hurting. oh And it's sort of like a bad trip. You've Uh-oh. had bad trips. Well. Like, you get enough bad trips. Yeah. And you eventually learn to go, oh, this is going to suck. But I'll, I'll make it through this. This is going to... Luckily, I don't do that sort of thing anymore. But, right. you know, having done that, it's a movie, man. Have an orange slice. Shut up. I'm in hell. <laughs> like, in this case, I got, vision, I got visions of Ron Weasley dancing in my head. And so I get up and I go, okay, all right. I've got to get up out of my Casper bed, which is very, very comfortable. Yes. And I, I, go, I go to the bathroom and I take a hot shower. I put it on the thump, thump, thump setting. And I'm, I'm gripping the accessibility rail. Gripping. Does that help? The thump, thump, thump? It, it hits you right in the pineal gland. You know, you yeah, got that, that little nice. spot right in the back sure, of your neck. Sure, that's you, nice. Then you, you, uh, then you gleek, right? You, it's like soul uh, gleeking. Soul, I love that album. What's the guy's name? Mike, Mike Dot? <laughs> Mike Coffee? Is that his he name? Was, Michael Coffee? <laughs> well, you know, he left Genesis early. Oh, right. Yeah. They, they hired that. Uh, they hired that other guy. The guy looks the like Ed Sheeran. They hired that guy to play drums and sing like Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here, <laughs> still up here on Salisbury Hill. Da 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 da. So and that ah, was a. Ah. <laughs> what are you doing, ZZ Top? What was that? <laughs> Actually, technically, this week we're moving to 1989. 1989, the year in music. Yeah. So um, you're there, you're thumping. I'm thump, holding, thump, I'm thump. literally gripping the accessibility rail, groaning, and trying not to wake my family with my migraine in my hippocampus. La la la. And so I'm, I'm just fucking, uh and because that can help and you say to yourself you know it's like the orange slices i'm just gonna i'm gonna get through this and i need to be a little bit pseudo buddhist a little Mm -hmm. bit pseudo buddhist i need to say here okay how much of this is a bad thing that's happening to me right and how much of this is my 10 times more terrible feeling about how i feel about what's happening to me Uh, and i I suspect we may have some common ground there i think that's a useful thought technology yes it is but you know what it was it was the fire in my hippocampus that was actually the problem it was the it was the the former of the two (laughs) possibilities there are no easy answers john (laughs) how you felt about it was irrelevant (laughs) i'm gripping literally gripping the accessibility rail thump 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 Practically ran the joint out of hot water. I got out a towel off. I have I have half a seltzer, and I think, okay, this is it. Daddy can go back to bed. Anyways, uh, it was, was not it? Was a it? Oh. great. But here's can I tell you what the funny part? Can I tell you the turns out? There's a funny part. Well, uh, you get to uh, say six. I've managed to get some sleep. I've got pseudo bonus sleep at this point with my pseudo Buddhism. I've gotten a little bit of sleep, and the thing is, I 
I'm waking up and going, oh, I wonder if my hippocampus is still on fire. And you know what? It only hurt a little bit, and I was so fucking happy. Oh, I, I was nice. so buoyed. I've had like four hours of sleep, but I'm so glad that I that I'm not having that head thing anymore. Oh, that's so wonderful! Isn't that a I, funny way? Isn't that a funny way life can get you? Yeah, isn't that? It, ain't it though? Mm. Uh, mm. Did have you? So, how long do they normally last of the seven you've had? <sighs> like like a stress bump. The first thing is you go, uh oh, like, right? You know, as you know, uh, several hours to even a day and a half before you get a stress bump, you get the uh oh. You know, yeah, the feeling, it could right? be an uh oh. That, that's right. You go, oh, now I've thought that thought. Now I'm going to get a stress bump. And, yeah, I and got a you tingle, know, and now I'm thinking about mm-hmm. a tingle. And so <laughs> that's what happens is you go, uh oh, and there might be you see some Christmas lights a little bit. It could be that you feel the dark veil of death approaching. You, you oh. know that something is not going optimally, and you go, okay. I just got to get ready for this. I need to call everybody important and say, here comes the migraine. Oh, geez. And then it starts to set in, and then it takes over, and then uh, it becomes the, the, it's a kind of, have you ever had a migraine? Uh, No. Okay. But you know that kind of like that real centering kind of pain where it's like there is nothing else in the world apart from what is being visited upon me right now. I do. And they last, I mean, you know, you can take some Excedrin for it but you know caffeine helps but mm. you rarely less than three hours rarely more than eight hours you mm-hmm. just go you go lay in a room and like watch mr rogers on mute you know just ugh. well you know our good friend jesse thorne suffers from these does he uh, still suffer yeah habitually i th- i know he's sought many different avenues for dealing with this but he's it's just he's got he's, he's real i don't wanna say fucked up but i mean he's he gets them bad and often right he gets them. Uh, he gets them bad, but I think the debilitating thing is that he gets them often, so often that it's just like you can like, it's, set your watch by them. And How does I can't he make imagine. so many programs? That's mind blowing. Well, I don't know. It's mind blowing. Am I right? Uh, my mom gets them. I have, I guess, in my life, probably had a headache that that uh was bad enough that the lights wiggled and it throbbed somewhere in my hippocampus like a non-hangover headache but well yeah right like for some reason but headaches are not a thing i suffer from typically i haven't i don't remember the last time i had a serious headache but uh a couple of years ago i i had a i had a pain suddenly in the side of my head Hmm. like you know the you know the old pain like an ice pick Oh, yes. You know the ice pick pain? That's that, a that good old-timey term that still works. Right? Nobody even knows what an ice pick is or does mm-mm, mm-mm. anymore in our in our modern world. You can't go into a hot topic and get an ice pick. No. What, what would you do with it? You, you could buy 50 ice picks for the price of one avocado. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that's the going exchange rate. That's one right. Singaporean dollar mm-hmm. <laughs> equals 50 ice picks or Another, one avocado. Now you get an app. You get a, a cyber ice pick app. Yeah. Don't even know so what about, that means. It's about 73 cents U.S. dollars. It's 73 cents. They call it skeuomorphism. So w- which side of your head you're, uh, look, uh, uh, as you're looking so, out? So as, the, as I'm looking out of the control room, as so uh, from like the right side. Stage right. I... <laughs> stage right. Uh, I got this, but it immediately becomes all-encompassing, right? And it's coming from inside the house. Ooh. It's somewhere in it's like the a middle. Pick, like a pick trying to get out. It's like a pick, it's like a pick trying to get out. And, you know, I know what an ice pick is. I know what they do. Uh, I routinely go to stores where I'm like, should I get another ice pick? And I say, no. 
Leave it. Leave it. But this ice pick is inside the house, mm. and I am at a certain point. I'm rolling on the floor, sweating. I'm banging my head on the wall. Oof. It's eleven o'clock at night. So what does one do? You, there's no one to call. Who are you gonna call? If there's something strange, there's something strange. Boston makes me feel good. <laughs> in, your, in your neighborhood. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Ice so, pickers. Yeah, so I lay there. Hmm. It's happening in my. It's happening from my. From not in my brain though. My hmm. brain is clear. Is it more scully? Every, yeah, everything that my every my brain can is there for me hmm. in order to really truly feel and appreciate the pain. And it's not like a burning. It's not a searing. It is a pick. Ugh. It is a pick on an exposed nerve, and. I locate it in my dentistry. It is okay. a pick somewhere on a, like, as though you took a dental drill and just no anesthetic, just straight down oh, no. into some molar. <sighs> and I'm, I, you know, how often can you really say you're writhing? When was the last time you writhed? Mm, eight hours maybe, ago, but, yeah, but no. But before ago. that, no, not no. I take your point though. Not often. Most most as you get older, like you take something like the classic for me is an earache, where that I will never have an earache. I hope as bad as the earaches I had as a kid. Right? There's certain kinds of pains that are canonized when you're a child, and even when you get them later in life, you go, it's still not as bad as when I was a kid. I never got as sick as I got when I was a kid. And you learn to go, like, again, you, you, you double, double Buddha up, and you go, like, you know what, I'll, I'll get through this. I can do other things. I, c- I could tag my MP3s or something. But no, well, writhing, that- writhing is rare. And I had I had one of those where I got off an airplane and some nitrogen bubble inside my sinuses, which were clogged because of a cold, mm-hmm. got up in there behind my eyeball. It's all just it's all just pipes and wires in there. It's just it's it's, it's yeah. all transport for things. It's the tubes, right? It's the yeah. tubes that make up the internet. And I was again banging my head on a door, saying like, "I don't care anymore. Make it, you know, like make it stop. Give me a chopstick. I'm going to shove it up into my into my." Uh, temporal lobe and then my girlfriend at the time called her mom who was a hippie and the mom said take some ginger ground it up Hmm. take a pot of hot water like boil a pot of water it's like having a baby boil a pot of water nobody knows why Mm -mm. get some get some rags and then uh boil up or then get a pot of cold water or boil a pot of cold water uh get it cold boiling Remember those guys back like twenty years ago that, that came up with the with cold cold boiling? Yeah, it was going to run everything. You run your yeah. automobile, your coffee maker, all off cold boiling. Yeah, and then nobody could figure out how to cold boil again. Mm-mm, hard to replicate. So, uh, so she got a, a pot of hot, a pot of cold. She put the ginger in the hot pot and then dipped the rags in the hot <laughs> ginger water. <laughs> ginger in the hot pot, picking out Just dough. <laughs> shiny fiddle made of gold. I'm laying on the... <laughs> 1979, the year in music. So you got, the, you got the hot guy over here, you got the cold guy over here, you got the ginger. Right. Hunka, hunka, hunka. Like, <laughs> Listen up, you son of a bitch, I'm the best it's ever been. Fire in the mountain, run, boys, run. <laughs> So I put the I put the the and she's like hippie mom is like alternate between the hot and the cold. So you put the hot 
thing on there. You barely stand it so hot across your eyeballs and across your nose. And then you put the cold on hot it. and cold. Yeah, you flap the cop of the hot on there until mm. until it cools down. You keep you keep the hot side hot and the cool, cool side, side cool. fresh. Yeah, right. <laughs> you put the put the hot on there, and then you pull it off. You put the cold on there, yeah. and it's you know it's icy cold. Mm. Then you whip that off, and you put the hot back on, and lo and behold. I don't know how I don't know what the fucking ginger did about it, but the hot and cold. Uh, the ginger's alternated. a MacGuffin, but it changed the way that part of your body felt. It's like when people put on the uh, hot and cold creams, right? You put hot, on your lower back. Sure, hot. or you take a when you're when you're taking uh, LSD with your friends all day. You yeah. take a little bit of bag balm and you rub it on your nose, or you take mm. some. You know, everybody needs uh, a hobby. And uh, and and so it relieved it. Whatever it did, like the, the nitrogen bubble went bloop and it was a thing where the pain just subsided this awful pain just subsided and it's that i still remember that i still remember that hour i never loved my girlfriend so much i never met her crazy hippie mom but mm. that but she she stands she's in the pantheon for me of people that know what they're talking about I'm she owned, so glad she owned to like know 40 about this. birds she I'm was gonna, like i'm gonna try this next next time i have some kind of uh excruciating pain i'm gonna try that Hot and cold alternating. The hot side is so hot that you're like, ah! Yep. And then it cools down. It gradually cools down on your head. And when it gets to, like, temperate, whip it off. Icy cold. Ah! <laughs> and, you know, kapow, right? Yeah. It did it. So anyway, this other time, this time I'm referring to that was more recent, the hot side, hot, cold side, cold did not work because the pain was coming from inside the house. It mm. was, ah, on the nerve. And... I have never, ever, ever been at a dentist's office when they arrived in the morning. But <laughs> oh, I, wow. I was parked out in front at 7 o'clock in the morning when the dentists, when the dental assistants started to arrive. You know, like birds chirping, keys jingling on, ca- on chains. And I'm like, good morning. Hello. <laughs> Hi, great to see you. Listen, it is so good to see you guys. It has been too long, and I love you guys. And, you know, my dentist was like, generally, if someone is waiting for us to open the door, I get him in the chair pretty quick. Yeah. That's not a thing. Right. That's not a thing, particularly somebody like you that wakes up in one in the afternoon. And so she gets in there, and she's, like, doing her, doing her monkeying around, and she's like, oh, you have an abscess. Mm. I said, what's an abscess? What's an abscess? What I want. What I want. And she said, well, somewhere down there you get some infection on the root. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, that sounds it, like a bad place to have an infection. Ah. It's one thing to have it up in the high leaves and the baby leaves, but down in the yeah. root? Oh. Sure, get it up there where you can get some antibiotics on it. But ah. this is and so she says it's on a what is it? Oh, it was on a wisdom tooth. And I had all four of my wisdom teeth. At the time. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, we could do a lot of things. Put a course of antibiotics on it. I could do this. I could do that. I could hit it with the, I could hit with a microwave. I could, I could hit it with a banjo. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, listen, the banjo will make you so furious. It'll distract from the the banjo players. They're the real problem. God damn it. Stop it. Uh, she said, "Guns would be fine if nobody ever picked them up." It's a that's right. They don't kill people. And she said, "It's a wisdom tooth, you know." And and here's the thing. She said, "I love pulling teeth. Mm-hmm. Can I just pull that tooth?" And I was like, "Pull it! 
Get it out! Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I, I got a big uh, I got a big jaw. I got a beard shaped face, and mm-hmm. I have my wisdom teeth were are big, were big, and were deeply rooted. Well, and a, lot, she, a lot of people don't know about you is you're built to scale. You're like yeah. a one point one sized person. Yeah, everything is built to scale. Did you ever see that? Uh, do you remember that motorcycle show where the 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 cheating uh, swine Jesse James? I hmm. uh, used to make custom Jesse James, who was married to America's sweetheart. Hmm. Uh, you remember America's I sweetheart? I know these are all words. This is probably yeah. a cable show about uh, about repping your hog. Yeah, that's right. So you remember America's sweetheart was the gal that was in the movie Speed. Oh sure, she's the uh, she's like the uh, discount uh, Julia Roberts. She's talking about Sandra yeah. Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandra right. Bullock. Do you remember when she was when, on a motorcycle rep your hog show? Well, now listen. Do you remember when Speed came out? Yes. What a, what a joy Sandra Bullock was. Ah. Where you were like, who is this fascinating young actress? She was America's real sweetheart. I did not even know about this person until I saw this fairly dumb movie. It's like the year of Edward Norton. Like, where yeah. was Edward Norton hiding? And suddenly he's in a musical with Woody Allen, and he's yeah. in the uh, the uh, the Richard Gere uh, jail movie. All well, the same he was year. Also, he played the lawyer in Larry Flint. With he the- was the lawyer. Yes, and he was so good in that movie. He was, I was so like, good, and then he was Edward in that uh, Fight Club movie. How do I get more Edward Norton is what I was thinking. Where has he been? Uh, Unwrap him. Yeah, and Sandra Bullock in that movie, it was a classic example of like, come on, I know. why do we not, why is, why is this not a thing that, I mean, this is America's greatest export right here, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> and this is a movie that is being spoiled by Dennis Hopper and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Simul- I mean, that's like the fucking, how does a movie survive? And it's because... You think they had a bet on who could ruin it more? <laughs> I was like, Dennis Hopper is definitely going to ruin this movie. Wait a minute. No <laughs> one expects Keanu Reeves. You can't land on a fraction. <laughs> so, Sandra Bullock, at a certain point, right at the peak of being America's sweetheart, it was the early race of the, uh, I think, Jesse James, who was a guy with a Macklemore haircut and a neck tattoo. Oh, I know his name. He yes. was married to somebody. Sandra Bullock. He was married. Was he mean to her? Yes. I do remember this. This the coward Jesse James. I remember yes. this. So this guy is a total chode. <sighs> right? He's some, I think I remember at some point he got tattooed on his palm. Mm-hmm. It, Pay up, sucker, mm. on his arm. He's this kind of guy. I bet you he has Confederate flags everywhere. That's like getting I'm with stupid on your forehead. It's like, yeah. it's really, it's kind of funny once, but do you really need to see that for another 60 years? Pay up, sucker. Pay up, he's sucker. A, <laughs> he's, a, a, he's a chode, this guy. Talk but he was the, the <laughs> He was the first. He was the first. Before all these. He's the, he's the ur chode. Yeah, before the all the grease monkeys that are out there like, we go out and steal cars from people and turn them into shitty cars or whatever. Right? Like spinning I, rims. There are so many of those shows now because people love the idea. Do you think he's you partly th- responsible for Guy Fieri? Je- Je- Jesse James? The coward Jesse James? It sounds like, I, like he's partly because really if you think about it, Guy Fieri is somewhere in between like Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. And the coward and, Jesse James. Well, yeah, right. He's a little bit motorcycle. He's a little bit uh, Robert Burdain. Mm. I mean, mm. <laughs> I don't think I know, he's I Robert Burdain. I, I sorry, like Robert Burdain. I, I take it back. Yeah. He's also got a lot of tattoos, Robert Burdain. He's got season fries. No, you know what? It was Emerald. <laughs> oh, Emer- <laughs> Emerald was Emerald Bam. So <laughs> Emerald Bam <laughs> is a direct great grandfather of, of Donkey Sauce, whatever that is. <laughs> 
But you know that captivating, the captivating thing that was like then extended by Pimp Your Ride. Uh, okay, that's where it. That's it. You, where you watch your show and it's like, these guys can take a shit car and turn it into a cool car in in a 45-minute episode. Yeah. That gives me hope that my shit car that's out parked in front of my you know parked parked in front of my trailer is can be made into a hot car. It's like and having it, a TV show about the lottery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like to what watch the stories. What they don't show is like forty people working on this car for two and a half Ditto, months. Ditto everything with Gordon Ramsay. Where in the last act, they they every time they redo a hotel or a restaurant, they make it. They obviously overtly make it look like it was literally done overnight. After yeah. the place closed and before it opened, they changed right. the entire hotel. Right. Get in there. And people are running around with chairs on their heads. It's like, come on. And yeah. it was actually like a, a nine-month redo. So Jesse James was the first guy that was out there. And this is before even Orange County Choppers, which were some... It was called Orange County Choppers. It's called Orange County Choppers, which implies that it's in L.A., but it's actually Orange County, New Jersey, or Orange County, some, like, upstate Connecticut, like, hillbilly East Coast people making big hot rod motorcycles that you could not give me for free for people <laughs> like Billy Joel at a cost of <laughs> No, these Orange County Choppers guys made a motorcycle for Billy Joel, and they 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 gave it to him on stage at a concert in Wapico, Wasapica, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Massachusetts, and it was like ultimate. It was like it was like uh, peak Goomba, right? It's just like <laughs> it's really just guys, a matter of trust. These guys with giant mustaches are like rum, rum, and Billy Joel's like. Is this why Target parking lots look the way they do now? It all started with the coward Jesse James. And this is why everybody's like a beefy guy with a shaved head and and sleeveless shirts. Do you think it goes back to him? Well, so Jesse James, you know, so he's got the Macklemore a long time before Macklemore. Oh, right. And he just has this. He's just such a smug. He's just smug. He's like California smug. California punk rock smug. Just a guy that you're like, oh, I want to take your like pay up sucker tattoo and stick it right into a paper shredder. But he's making motorcycles for people. He's out there building these cool motorcycles. Guy comes in, and he's like, I want a motorcycle, but I want it to not be your normal motorcycle. And Jesse James is like, I got you, bro. I got you. And then I just need you to sign my palm. <laughs> and then they're just putting it together and they're building the frame, and it's always going to be a hardtail because they're not pussies. <laughs> and it's like ram da da ram da da da. And 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 you get you just get this feeling like, oh, I live in this garage with these cool assholes. You're like, I could be an asshole too. <laughs> But, you know, tomorrow I've got to go to work at State Farm. But for now, I get to watch the insides of these guys. And when Jesse James isn't building motorcycles, he's he's riding up and down the street in his, like, you know, GTO or whatever. He's got the flames coming out of the tailpipe. (laughs) He married Sandra fucking Bullock. Sandy, Sandy, Sandy. She fell for this. She fell for this ding-a-ling. Because he was like on the top of his game, he's. It's not like he's ever Adam Savage level of like eighteen seasons of award-winning television. Yeah, but he was. He was at. He was at his peak, his momentary peak in two thousand. Whenever it's wish. In some ways, it is wish fulfillment. Because if you think about, sometimes we'll be in a hotel room, and you flip by a Food Network, hoping that you get maybe a Chopped or similar, right? Chopped. And instead, it's it's. 48 hours of something about diners and dives and drives 
And it's Guy Fieri. And so basically, in terms of wish fulfillment, Guy Fieri shows up at your place where you make terrible, terrible food. And then mm-hmm. he gets to walk in the kitchen and eat it for free. Pulled pork sliders. <laughs> it's, it's like a tra- tram ride through Flavortown. The sliders. What the fuck is a slider? They I'd never existed before. I'd leave my fucking donkey sauce in this slider. Do you mean a small sandwich? That's. <laughs> I think they mean a. Because the thing is, if a guy, if a guy walked into a sports bar and said, "Um, hi, yes, excuse me, I want, um, I want like a cheeseburger, but I want, I want like a big one. Can I get like three small cheeseburgers? You want the slider platter with the slider donkey sauce? <laughs> slider. And then what the fuck are these big these big beer uh, bottles now that are like what are they called like they're not mules not they're... a growler a growler <clears throat> growlers growlers what the where did those come from oh you bring your own fucking giant bottle and fill it up and you, so then you get to say to everybody oh i'm gonna go refill the growler i drank beer like a goddamn fucking stevedore for a dozen years <laughs> i never heard a growler yeah that's not and it's either it's, it's the a handlebar thing... mustache of beer oh growlers and sliders sliders no. Anyway, there was it's so oh no, it's bad. You know who should be allowed to call them sliders? White Castle, because a they're the the OG slider, and also it gives you the shits. Yeah, right. Are you are you pro White Castle or or anti White Castle? I'm gonna say two out of six times I'm pretty into White Castle. Yeah, the other the other ones are rough. When I got back east, because you know we don't have them out here in the West, White Castle. I haven't been in years. When I went when I went back east for the first time. 1986, I was like, I've heard of White Castle. I'm trying to, I'm doing all the things that I heard about, right? Like, I, like the first time I went to LA, I was like, where's Sunset and Vine? And I went there and I was like, I did a Griswold, like, mm hmm, mm hmm. All right, <laughs> got it. But I'm back east. I went to Philadelphia. I had a Philly cheesesteak. I went to Baltimore. I had a Baltimore cheesesteak. Uh, <laughs> And I see a White Castle, and I'm like, I got to go in there. And I think I might have gone to a payphone and put in 74 quarters and called my mom. And I was like, what is, what's a White Castle? What do I do here? She was like, oh, it's little burgers. You get a bag of them. But she said, but don't do it. They're terrible. And I was like, mom, I'm on my own now, even mm-hmm. though I'm calling here to ask you about the hamburger place that's across the street. <laughs> I need snack advice from my mom. <laughs> I need to know what the, I need to know what's going on. But I'm my own man. And I went in, I got a bag of them, and it and uh, it, it's like uh, food service beef. It's the kind of beef that's like, is this meatloaf? Like it could was be, this... it could be packing material. Yeah, was this meant to go in dog food, but it got on the wrong conveyor belt? Well, you know how you know how Wendy's like it's well known that Wendy's makes burgers, and when those yeah. burgers get burnt, they throw them in a bin. And then the meat in that bin gets turned into chili. It's like Burnt if somebody went back a week later and sluiced through all of the Wendy's chili. And then made them back into burgers and put holes in them with onions. Yeah. Re- reverse engineered sliders. A lot of onions. So how did, how'd you do? Did it give you tummy ache? <clears throat> yeah, I didn't like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did give me a tummy ache. I, and that was at a time when I could not afford to have a random tummy ache because I, you know, you never know where you're going to find your next clean bathroom. Oh, that's a good point. Right. I'm out in New Jersey somewhere. I was in East Orange. They call it the, gar- the Garden State. I was in Northeast Orange, and uh, I'd eaten in one of these. And it's like at the time in East Orange, you didn't just go around knocking on doors saying, can I use your bathroom? Mm-mm. Things might have changed. Can I give you a real-time science fact? Yes, always. 16% of the states in the U.S. have an Orange County. How many? Uh, eight. Eight states. Orange County, well, so- California, 
Orange yeah, County, Florida, Indiana, New York, North Carolina, Texas, Vermont, and Virginia all have an Orange County. Well, so <clears throat> if you're south of the Mason-Dixon line and you have an Orange County, I'm going to assume, at least if you're, I mean, I don't think you can do this if you're in North Carolina, but if you're in Florida or California, you probably grow oranges there, right? Mm-hmm. Ta-da, Orange mm. County. I accept it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then... I think on the East Coast, I'm going to say that the Orange Counties there are a reference to Dutch settlers. Oh, that's good. Right. That's good. Right? Like the somebody from the Dutch lands, mm-hmm. the Nederlands, which are the which are low. The Nederlanders. Right. They are the low lands. Mm-hmm. They are, uh, you know, orange is the color of the mm-hmm. orange, orange is, the, is c- the color of my true loves that their baby country. wore. And what's more, it's true. And they came over and they call it orange. But Indiana? What mm-hmm. the fuck do you have an orange county for? They're they're so into Indians there. So, did, did, you know, if I may say, <laughs> ditto uh, New Jersey. They've got a lot of Native American names. They do. And they also had a lot of early Dutch uh, settlers. The lowlanders. The laterlanders. So, you know, I'm going to give it to them. Mm-hmm. And I know right now there's someone listening to this program in Kronigan, who's mm. saying, you know what? We're not all Dutch. Mm-hmm. You know <laughs> what? It's not- you're very insensitive about our background. You know, it's not the <laughs> Ukraine. He started his gold finger and turned into James Bond. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh, first morning for me. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Mm, die you will, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the page now. Well, there is there's no try, only do. <laughs> there's only New Jersey. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Casper. You can learn more about Casper right now by visiting casper.com slash supertrain. You guys know Casper. Casper is a company that is focused on sleep and only sleep. They make the perfect premium mattress and they sell it online for a fraction of what it would cost in a store. Casper's award-winning mattress was developed in-house. It has a sleek design, and it is delivered to you in an impossibly small box. In addition to the mattress, Casper now also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. Here's what you need to know. An in-house team of engineers, a whole team, spent thousands of hours developing the Casper mattress. It is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price, and so it should be no surprise to you, the Roderick on the Line listener, that they have an average of 4.8 stars, across more than 30,000 online reviews. Their San Francisco research and development team have developed a proprietary foam that relieves pressure and increases airflow. They combine that with a springy comfort layer to contour to your body and keep you cool. Ooh, that feels good. That means Casper mattresses have just the right sink and just the right bounce. Casper makes quality mattresses at great prices. They are designed and developed in America. Everybody likes America. They've cut the hassle. They cut the cost. You're not going to be dealing with showrooms. And they're passing those savings directly on to you. I love my Casper mattress. Uh, As you heard in this episode, I had some sleep trouble last night. It was disrupted. (sighs) The shower didn't help that much. But I'll tell you, buddy, knowing I could get in to that beautiful, beautiful king-size Casper, have that sleep surface accommodate my body, the proprietary foam, it relieved pressure and increased airflow. It's a dynamite piece of engineering. My wife and I sleep on one. My daughter sleeps on one. Our cat sleeps on a filthy cushion by a heating vent because she's a broken creature. But I love my Casper mattress, buddy. Woof! 
buying a Casper mattress. It is so easy and it is so completely risk-free. Casper offers free delivery and free returns to the U.S., Canada, and that's my British siren. Uh, the U.K., too. The U.K., though, free delivery and returns. Can you believe that? With Casper, you can actually get to sleep on their mattress before you make your decision. Try it out for 100 nights and decide if it's the mattress you want to spend one-third of your life on. And if you don't love it, check this out. They'll pick it up and refund you everything. And right now, as you listen to this, you can get $50 American toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash supertrain and using the very special offer code supertrain at checkout, $50 off. Terms and conditions apply. Our thanks to Casper for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. Um, I'm on the internet. So, I'm on the internet science. Pa- go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. You're I'm on, on the internet, internet science. science page. I'm on the internet science page. God, I love this list of the most common U.S. place names. Oh, Springfield is uh, number two with sure. 41 instances. Number one, Washington with 88 instances in the U.S. You're kidding me. Franklin, Greenville, Bristol, Clinton. This all sounds like the names of Sarah Palin's children. Fairview, Salem, <laughs> Madison, Georgetown, Arlington, Ashland, Dover, Oxford, Salem. Jackson, Burlington, Manchester. Oh, Manchester. Why would you name, after the, after the bad reputation that Salem got early on, yeah. why would you name your town Salem? Eighth most popular place name. That just seems bananas. Salem. 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 That has bad mouth feel. Yeah, it does. Madison. I mean, you cannot you cannot think about anything when you hear Salem except for uh, well, it's the capital of Oregon. Mm-hmm. Is that right? No, also, come on. Really? Actually, the capital of Oregon is Springfield. Springfield, Washington. Because, because that's the one. Springfield, Oregon is the one, right? Mm. It's the Ur Springfield. The Ur Springfield. It's the. Oh, uh, and it's if, the if that's a, did that in, did that make Cartoon Boy want to name it that. Yeah, it's the Simpsons. Oh, I see. I'm learning so much today. So, the guys are still tarring. I don't know if you can hear that. They're out there. They're getting pretty busy. I think they. No, I think it, they had a little break. They they talked. They worked some things out, and they've gone back to the tar now. They spilled a. You know what? You know what tar is? It's just no. dinosaurs. Ta- it's just liquid dinosaurs. Yeah, it's liquid dinosaurs, like so many of the other things that we use in liquid life. dinosaurs. Just add labor. Turns out to be liquid dinosaurs. It turns out liquid dinosaurs that lived at the same time as humans. Humans what? rode them. People are constantly trying to cover that up. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. would we, the only way we could know, have you thought about this, Professor Science Briefcase? Yeah. <laughs> You're not, how would you even know, how would you even know about dinosaurs if people weren't alive then? Probably well, like sure. taking selfies and stuff. Sure, exactly or like, you true. Know, not selfies, but drawing a picture of themselves with a dinosaur on a stone in a way that was probably very perilous. Because you shouldn't do that. You should get away from the dinosaur. But maybe as a historian, as a budding uh, paleo historian, you felt the yep. need to capture that. Absolutely, clams got legs, right? <laughs> Bees got to swim. <laughs> An absteryx is a is a wingless bird with hairy feathers. <laughs> Hello, billboard. <laughs> so, so Jesse James. <laughs> okay, all right. At one point, what do you know? What station he was on? Was this back? Oh, on- it was Discover. It was back when there were only five stations. I used to it love. Back- a- I used to love A and E. I used to love Bravo, oh. and yeah, now it's because just, it's A&E all people selling a- houses. Annie was about arts and education. It was not about the the top rock star wives of uh, Beverly Hills. That's where you would. Hmm. <laughs> That's where you would watch uh, the guy asking everybody questions. James Lipton had, had that show on A and E. 
Remember? There were a lot. There used to be a lot of stations that had a, that had a premise, and you know what, Merlin? They had principles. Mm, principles. Well, you, you did what it said on the tin. You discover National yeah. Geographic, which is not yeah. Geo. You know, like ah, uh, come on, you guys. Would discover things on Discover. You say Bravo because you're watching a performance, Bravo. not because you're watching two. <clears throat> not because you're watching two ladies in in tans with high heels hit each other with champagne glasses. Yeah, how many That's times did I actually say? Bravo! After watching a show on Bravo, a very lot. rare, very very rare. Well, now I now I hardly do it at all. Ugh. So you got so the coward Jesse, Jesse James. He's so repping Jesse people's James, hogs. He's he's making hogs for people, and uh, and every guy and you know who can who can pay this asshole to make a hog for him? Rich guys, but you know they're masking the rich rich guys. They're making them look like cool rich guys. Anyway, then in the door walks. Shaquille O'Neal. And you go, what? Shaquille O'Neal? Like, I lean forward in my chair. Here comes Shaquille O'Neal into Jesse James's motorcycle shop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Shaquille says, I want a motorcycle, but here's the problem. I'm Shaquille O'Neal. I am exponentially bigger than everyone else. He's 1.25 people at least. He is 1.3 people. Okay, let's find out. How tall is Shaquille? His, but he's it's not just tall, right? His no, he's, hands he's a big man. Big. His feet are big. His legs are big. His, his name's hard are... to spell, apparently. He's got knees. Seven, big knees. seven foot one. Yeah, seven foot one. Forty-five years old. But he's perfectly proportionate. Mm-hmm. He's a giant person. Mm. He comes in. He says, "I want a motorcycle." But all these har all these Harleys that and he sits on a regular Harley, and it's like, it's hilarious. Because these Harleys are big bikes. They're hard to control. If if I was on a Harley and it laid down, it would be like, ow. Mm. Right? And like it's a these are large animals. And he sits on this Harley and he's like, You see my problem, right? And it's like he's sitting in a it's like he's sitting in coach. It's like that, it's like that picture of uh like the picture of Andre the Giant holding a beer can and the entire yeah. beer can is like it looks it, it his his palm is larger than a beer can. <laughs> Do you remember the the it's very famous uh, photograph from the seventies of the two uh, the two uh, fairly obese uh, twin brothers that are riding mini bikes? You know I do. <laughs> of course you do. Billy, <laughs> Billy and Bobby, and they were pro wrestlers for a while. Yeah, Billy and Bobby. It was a very unflattering photo, but it was in every edition I ever owned. It was hilarious. And Billy also, Joe, Bobby Joe, something like that. Was that Petticoat Junction? I forget what they're called, but they had Petti- Petticoat Junction names. Billy Joe and Bobby Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. I think the most ubiquitous poster from the '70s that wasn't that didn't include Farrah Fawcett was that picture of a wet cat hanging from a. Hang on, baby, a, Friday's uh, coming. <laughs> wet cat hanging from a, sh- a curtain rod. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Or the little, little oh. baby, the baby with the bowl of spaghetti on his head, crying. Oh, that came a little Aww. late. That's like fat cat capsizing. <laughs> anyway, anyway, and that's that's a triptych. All right, so Shaq so, needs a Shaq needs a hog. Shaq comes in, and Jesse James. Asshole of the universe, who cheated on Sandra Bullock, America's sweetheart, mm. cheated on her with I think Teresa Von Tees or somebody. You know, like oh, the there burlesque was a, lady that was with the nine inch. She, she was with nine inch nails. No, she was with she was with uh, uh, Marilyn Manson. She had nine inch heels. Mm. I think it's called burlesque. I think she burlesqued her way into the marriage between <laughs> Assholeio and uh, America's sweetheartio. Mm-hmm. But so Shaq doesn't know any of this, I'm guessing, right? Shaq's just, like, having his time. He's like, I want a motorcycle. Where do I get one? I go to this guy on TV that's making motorcycles, and he says, you got to make me this motorcycle. So 
they had to build a motorcycle that was proportionate to Shaquille and did it. They accomplished it. And I'm not saying that he's a bad welder, right? I think Jesse James is probably a good welder. He's hmm. a good fabricator. He had some good fabricators on his team. They fabricated this motorcycle, and Shaq gets on it. It looks right. It's the right size for him. It's a, It's like... It's exactly how it should look, how a motorcycle should look on a man. And he rides off down into the night, and uh, and the final shot of the show is he pulls into a gas station to put gas in his giant motorcycle, mm-hmm. and it's like... It's it's like a trick of perspective. It's like being in one. It's like being in a funhouse where you're like, why? Plus are like, you a, like a Peter Jackson filling station. Yeah, here's this thing that just seems like if you if you saw him at a distance, you'd be like, ah, oh, it's a guy on a motorcycle. <laughs> it gets bigger. You're like, what's happening? Why? why? Force, force perspective. Yeah. <laughs> why are my hands so big? <laughs> ah, ah, ah. And uh, and it was like the most amazing. It was just tremendous. And the thing was, I always wanted things in the world to be built to the scale that I was. Mm-hmm. And this started even when I was little. I was I was like eleven or twelve years old. Other kids uh, around me were starting to be interested in one another sexually. They started to like you know, like my friend Kevin. Uh, he and his, he and his little girlfriend would stuff leaves down the front of their sweater, uh, each other's sweaters. This is in autumn, and then they would, you know, have to help one another. Oh, get that the is so play- that is so playful, right? Isn't that sweet? Oh god, that's so playful. But they're like touching each other yes, under the sweaters. They have to. They got to get the leaves out. And here's what I was thinking of. I was not thinking of that. I was thinking, why can't I have a 1968 Rolls Royce Silver Shadow that is mm. scaled small to me? <laughs> Not a pedal car. This is not some Bugsy Malone garbage. <laughs> I want this thing to be battery powered. And I will. That's a really good song. That's a very yeah. good Paul yeah. Williams song. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about yeah. that. Every song in that record is incredible. That film the is ending inc- with the pie fight is so weird. It's so was, weird. It broke my heart. It scared me. Like, it's clear that those people are dying. <laughs> They're being shot and shot killed with by whipped cream, whipped cream pies, but they don't die. Mm-mm. They just start but singing. I, <laughs> but I, but I knew they were dying. Oh, that movie! I really that deeply, deeply affected me to this day. Did that have an impact on your Jodie Foster feelings? Fuck yes! Oh my god, you know, yes. When that movie was in the theaters that summer, which would have been what summer of seventy six, summer of seventy seven, oh, maybe a little later because Chachi was in it. So seventy eight, probably. I'll find out. Um, whatever summer that was, it it became a thing that my mom could take me to the theater and drop me off. 76. 76. Because I would just go watch Bugsy Malone. And I, it was the first movie I think that I saw multiple times in the theater back when you could send a kid to the movies for, for two bits. Mm-hmm. They used um, to not the, police that very well. You could they, one problem. thing they would do is you, this is this sounds crazy today. This would drive John Syracuse crazy. If you got there early, you could go in and watch the end of the movie you were about to see, and then just stay there and watch it all the way through again. I did that many time. times as a kid. What, watch the uh, watch the end of the movie, and then watch it, and then stay and watch it again. They didn't. They didn't really police that. No, I mean you couldn't do it if it was Star Wars, right? Because there was a line around fourteen blocks. Right, 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 right. But Bugsy Malone uh, matinee. This is before the age of the blockbuster. We we're still we we're still not on Jaws. 
1976, my God. 1976. I mean, this is this is back when people actually said two bits still, and other people knew what they were talking about. <laughs> Uh, but I would sit and daydream because I had a I had a, a mile and a half walk to school in seventh grade, uh, rain or shine, and it was Alaska. It was cold as uh, cold as uh, well as we used to say as a witch's tit. Mm. And I would and I'm sure other kids were walking home from school and they were thinking about like oh if I what's my next stratagem for getting to touch a boob, and I was thinking how do I get a scale, battery powered, Rolls Royce Silver Shadow. And why do I not have one already? And I was imagining seventh grade now. This is when people start to get sophisticated. This is when mm-hmm. this is when uh, they start to hormones start to rush in. And I'm picturing, I'm imagining a scene where I would arrive at school in a battery powered scale Rolls Royce and park it and be admired. Mm-hmm. I was imagining that I would be admired rather than reviled. That is how. <laughs> that is how slowly my brain developed but you you seize upon that idea and another thing i here's two things i knew about the rolls royce silver shadow i don't know if either of these are true uh but but i heard that was the nicest car you could get in in the conventional wisdom a rolls royce everybody knew was the nicest car you could get and i I remember hearing that the silver shadow i don't know if this is true a silver shadow in the 70s cost a hundred thousand dollars maybe Maybe, I don't, see, maybe I, don't, so. I don't even care if it's true, but that going in, didn't you have that same impression? Like, this is the ultimate luxury ride, whatever the cost? It's the nicest car. Mm-hmm. It's the car that you would get if you, well, it's the car you would get if you were John Lennon and you painted it with a bunch of uh, psychedelia. Put a record player in it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, that's the Grey Poupon car. That's the one, that's the... Uh, it's the canonical nice car. Sure. It's the guy The guy in candle shoe. Uh, <laughs> Another Jane Foster movie. <laughs> that's right. I know them all. Uh, <laughs> The only mistake, of course, with Bugsy Malone is that they didn't, none of those kids could sing. They could barely talk. I mean, that movie, they are, Chachi is so fucking stilted in that film. Like, they're really bad. That's part of the wonder of it, though, is like there's so much they put into the production design of that movie and the costumes and the wonderful Paul Williams and his great music. And and then, but the kids, they're little kids. It's like community theater. It's so, well, obviously, though, Jodie Foster's in a different movie. Like, she's she's so good. She's so good. And the kid that plays the the main heavy. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, he was good. He was just some kid that uh, auditioned to be in the in the chorus because mm-hmm. that film was made in England because that was back when when uh, it was cheaper to make films in England because England was a depressed economy. England was a poor country. Oh right, and so it had this movies. This is around Sex Pistols there. time. Yeah, Sex Pistols time. This mm-hmm. is when they were. This is when the punk rockers were all mad about how you couldn't get a job. They wouldn't collect the garbage. The garbage just pile up. Yeah, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was they. If it wasn't for the nips being so good at ma- uh, building ships, yeah, right? froghead wingsy. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, okay. so they they auditioned this kid. He came in. And he was just like, "Is this you a know, true story? Are you yeah. are you really? Do I you mean, know this? I know this. Do you, you have like kid- a coffee? You have the Bugsy Malone coffee table book? <laughs> I, I, you know what it was? It was actually a coffee mug that had little uh, factoids oh. of uh, of Bugsy Malone on it. Education, <laughs> education, really, it takes a lifetime. <laughs> so, you no, know, the kid and the kid did this audition, and they were like, "You're amazing. We're going to give you this big part. We're going to make you. Uh, we're going to give you a speaking role." But the problem with the film is that they didn't have time to get the kids to sing the songs, and so every time a kid opens his mouth to sing, it's actually Paul Williams's voice. 
coming out of a little African American boy, for example. Yeah, because Paul because Paul Williams did the demos, sent them off, and the filmmakers, you know, he was like, "Here's the songs." Yeah. And the filmmakers were like, "Well, that's good enough," and they just used his him singing his songs over himself, and that is the thing that makes that movie like not a classic, right? It would be it would be in the pantheon. Yeah, if, it, I mean, it definitely. I watched it. Where was it? you know what it was? That song. What is the name of that wonderful song at the end of the movie? I'm spacing on. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll cut, I'll the cut song, the nice song. I'll cut all this out. Bugsy Malone. Is it we kind of wanted to be? Budweiser's king. The king is second to none. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, da, da. we've only just begun an old-fashioned song. We've da, only da, just begun. begun. That's not in the Sharon movie. Horizons. Ah. Ah, you give a little love. Yeah, you give a you little, give a little love. love. You get a little love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was my point? I had a migraine yeah. last night. Well, no, that was the point. Yeah, right? you give a little love. That's the point. In the end, yeah. in the end, the Paul Williams you give is equal to the love of the bugs that you make. Right. <clears throat> uh, so Jesse James. Uh, I still married... want to scale Rolls Royce, but it would now be one point one scale. Got it, got it, got it, got it. But it would be electric powered. You pull right up. You'd have your own spot because you're student of the month, and, and then all right. the ladies and the dudes. Let's be honest. Would all go, ooh, yeah. sweet yeah. shadow. Yeah, they would not say. They would not at all say, <laughs> "Oh my god, he's, he's finally what, lost it." What the fuck? <laughs> he this spent before... all of his allowance on this. <laughs> this is before kids even sweared openly. No, they would just be like. I cannot believe what I'm seeing. Like, it would be the ultimate... I mean, I was already as uncool as you could be, but this would be a new... I might as well... Well, I I would. I would step out and put on my top hat and walk the biology. <laughs> like, Mr. Monopoly, what, at your service. What world did I think I was living but in? I did the same thing. I had these visions. I'm always thinking of that... I think it was a Willa Cather story, Paul's case, about the little boy who wants to be luxurious, and he runs away from home, and he does something fraudulent to get money, and he goes to this hotel and f- fancy restaurants, and like, that was me. I wanted that so much. I wanted To be to f- fancy. I wanted to be fancy. I really wanted... I would. My mom would pick me up after work sometimes, go out, go out to Skyline Chili, and I'd wear a three-piece suit. I wore a three-piece polyester suit to go have chili. Oh, you believe you're that? so sweet. You're so sweet. And I'd be careful not to get cinnamon on my necktie. <laughs> I, you know, I did the same thing. I did. I loved it. I loved it. I loved being fancy. Somebody yelled at me the other day. They were like, you like being fancy. And I said, well, who, who doesn't what? want to be fancy? You say that like it's a bad thing. Yeah. And the answer was uh, that, you know, that. That uh, you don't want to be fancy because that's some kind of you know. That's, you think you, you think you're better than other people. Yeah, you're fancy instead of being like real. And I was like, look, I am fucking real. You wanted to but be. I, I think uh, to borrow a word from our friends uh, uh, across the pond, you wanted to be posh. Well, you know, I want to be able to pick up the phone mm-hmm. and say, front desk, I'm allergic to these pillows, <laughs> and have the front desk say, we'll be right up. And then they show up and they have a whole armload of pillows that you're not allergic to. They got a pillow valet. Yeah. So when it comes up, they're going to walk you through the process of, of figuring out the one that's going to be right for your allergy. Well, they're going to say, like, you know, uh, go entertain yourself in the other room of your hotel room while I change out all your bedding and you'll never know they were here. You'll never know these allergic pillows were, were even here. Oh, and they just they just leave. They, they just they don't want like, to talk about you. it. It's not like the room service guy that wants to take the lid off all your food and talk about it. 
No, they do not. They're not even soliciting a tip. They're just like, I am no. a ghost. I'm a ghost that is taking problems away because that is the I nature. Wanna, of I would love a problem ghost so much. Right? And the thing is, there are plenty of hotels you could stay in in America that don't even have a phone. You have to walk down and rap on the ice machine because that's where the desk Which is, which is by the way, one floor down because they don't have them on every floor anymore. <laughs> and the guy says, oh, we have a set of those, but they're in use or something, you know, like you, where you're walking down the hall of the hotel and, and there is a, you know, there's a pattern in the carpet from all the people that have walked before thee. So many of them are dead now. Well, and a lot of them were dripping blood, so it's darker. <laughs> I've stayed in, yeah. in four of those fucking they, they hotels. Call it, they call that, it a desire path. Come on, yeah. right? Follow the so blood you trail. Over, you walk over to the Andy Griffith phone, you crank it a few times, you say, uh, give me Raleigh on the phone. And then uh, yeah. Raleigh picks up down at the front desk. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Or maybe you go straight to voicemail. Well, also, I'd like to, if, if I pick up the phone and say, hello, front desk, I'd mm-hmm. like them to already know my room number because it comes up on their system. I ordinarily I, find it super creepy, but in, or, in other situations, I would find this creepy. But I'll tell you what I like. I, I call it in-room dining. I'll call for in-room oh, dining. Yes. And they say, they say uh, hello, Mr. Man. Are you, well, yes. I don't want to give it away. Are you in 306? And I right. said, well, yeah, right on. You know? <laughs> yes. And, you know, you ask for a pitcher of water, and they know they know you want a pitcher of water. You don't want three glasses of water with plastic wrap on them. You right. want a, three pitcher, glasses with a plastic. pitcher. And you know what? what? More ice. I don't want to get ice. Bring me ice. I love a place where if they don't have an ice machine, they are Johnny, they are Jonathan on the spot about mm-hmm. bringing you Jonathan on the Sponathan. Jonathan on the Sponathan Bon Iver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it so, so much. So, so, so it, not, not exactly fancy, fancy. Not fancy. If that makes me fancy, yeah. then I'll, I can carry that. Own it. Wear it. You know, Wear it like a belt. I, I slept. I slept on the floor in plenty of hotel rooms. You've been undressed where, by kings. Uh, where there you, was still you, forensic tape wrapped around some the, things? the leg of the bed. Yes. <laughs> oh, can, you should call are down you still too. There? Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? Oh, Merlin. I'm there. Where are you? I'm here. Merlin, I'm Merlin, here. Merlin, what happened? Are you muted? I'm muted. I'm not Merlin, muted. Merlin, Merlin. Oh, John. I'm Merlin. here. Oh, i got to text John. Hey, everybody. I'm going to text John. Oh. I'm not going to edit this. Oh, wait. No, you're back. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good. Where'd you go? Are you, where'd you go? Well, I was here. Um. So you called down to Jonathan Ponathan. You called down to the guy at the front desk. You yeah. wanted to be fancy, kind of up to a point. Uh, I don't, you know, I. it's not about being fancy. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, I have... I've definitely seen the I've seen the splatter on the wall. I have definitely looked out the room of my hotel, looked out the window mm-hmm. into the parking lot and said, "Well, I'm not going out in the parking lot tonight." Ugh. Not based on what I'm seeing out this window. Mm-mm. And now I can call down and say, "I would like two orders of your I would like two large pots of coffee." Mm-hmm. And they don't they don't they ask don't, they, how, many how many people how many people. Uh, it doesn't matter how many people. Doesn't matter. I mean, I guess Great. it kind of does because it's number of settings, but I think it's the Chinese food problem where they're mainly shaming you. Like yeah. only six people would want this much food, asshole. Right. Well, and they're saying like, what if we bring you one pot of coffee and then if you want more, we can bring oh, you. Oh man, you know what I don't need as a coffee coach. I yeah. do. I do not. It's if it's fucking six thirty a.m. and I've got a flight in an hour and a half. The last thing I need is you being my interlocutor between me and the coffee. I do I not sa- need that. I sat in an Audi the other day. Mm-hmm. I was I was driving this Audi. It was like here you drive, and I'm now I'm driving the Audi. Mm. And I stopped, and there was some kind of situation. I was at a beach club because I'm fancy. I was mm-hmm. at a beach. I was visiting some friends at a beach club, and this is a Washington beach club, right? So the water is cold, murky, 
and apologetic. Uh, it's apologetic. <laughs> it also has like stuff floating in it. Like there's nothing. It, the water in Seattle is an, an antagonist, right? It's very beautiful. You can ride on it happily, but to go in it, you have to be. You have to have a prod. You know, it has to be a thing where you're like, I'm stealing myself. This is I live here and I'm going to do this. You can't defeat me, water. It does. It's not welcoming as as a body. No, no, no. Unless mm-hmm. you're a child and children have no, apparently no nerve endings or no feelings of any kind, <laughs> although they will cry if they are brushed too too vigorously. They'll cry like they're being soldered. But <laughs> uh, but they'll they can also jump into a freezing cold lake and and apparently it has no effect on them. No effect on their little bodies. Hmm. But so I'm sitting in this Audi, and uh, here's what I want. Are you ready? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I want to sit in the driver's driver's seat, but with my feet out the door, I want the door to be open, and I want Hmm. the engine to be running. Now, I don't have any reason for this. I just want to start the car, leave the door open, because I'm still talking to somebody, and I've slid my bottom onto the driver's seat. Oh, I see. You're in, you're in kind of a resting state. You're in a conversational state. Yeah. I'm in the middle. I, the engine is you're, on. You're not out of the car, nor are you driving. Right. Okay. And the thing is, I started the engine because I thought, okay, we're leaving. And then someone in our party said, oh, wait, I forgot my ex at the, uh, you know, at the back at the beach club. I heard it on the X and I forgot it. <laughs> now I have to go down there and get it. But I've got the motor running, so I have a choice. I can turn the motor off. I can turn your mother down. <laughs> you can brighten rock. What I choose in this moment <laughs> is leave, uh, leave the motor running, open the door, yep. flip, flip my legs out so I can continue a conversation with somebody that's outside the car. And here's what the car does. Bop, 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 bop. Relentless. Mm. And I don't know what my problem, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Am I sitting in the chair without my seatbelt on? Mm-hmm. Is the motor running with the door open? Is, is have it that they, I have they previously had a problem with people driving away in an Audi with the door open and they with their like feet on the ground? And the feet on the ground, and as a precaution, they just want to add a boop boop boop. So it's, but it's not even a boop boop boop. It's like whomp whomp whomp. It's like all hands. It's like dive bomber, dive bomber. And I'm, and I'm looking at the car. I, it's interrupting my conversation. I look at the car, the dashboard of the car, and I'm like, what? What the fuck is your problem? Like, leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. And the car is just like, womp, womp, womp. And I'm like, fucking nanny state. Let Uh me make my own decisions. Let me make this choice for myself, right? Like, it's one thing to tell me, fasten your seatbelt, sir. Or we recommend you fasten your seatbelt. Or I'm going to say a garage, like the innovation where garage doors got the little beam of light that if this light is broken, stop the door coming down. I personally don't consider that nanny state most of the time. The worst sure. frustration I'm going to get out of that is you got to redo it, but it might right. save your uh, save your Pekingese's life. But sure. there, some of this stuff, it's just it does not seem thought out. It seems like it's mostly to what avoid litigation. Don't know. Don't, don't know. know. But I mean, an Audi, here, an Audi is a nice car. Oh sure, it's I not mean, Rolls Royce, but like you do not want to map 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 from your German car. Well, and and an, a, a wah, 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 where there's no indication what the car's problem is. It's like, and I'm literally now talking to the car, like, what is your fucking problem with me? Like, I look, man, I'm a I'm a grown ass man. Do you? <laughs> I know when I need to put my foot out the door, Miss Daisy. Yeah, so here I am, right? I'm like, I'm wearing wet swim trunks. You're reasoning with it. You're reasoning with the car. 
I'm talking to somebody that is also a member of a beach club, right? And that's fancier than me. I'm, I'm not actually a member of this beach club. Hmm. I just want to look cool, right? I want to sit there with foot out the door. I can to see the it. It's a, it's a good look. The you know how much gas am I burning? I, it's gonna it's gonna burn more gas to turn the car off and then back on than it is to just sit here and let it idle. It's just little. It's just a little a thimble dropper. You know, it's just a little eyedropper of gas going into the to the fuel injection. Bah, 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 bah. And I look like a fucking dork <laughs> because there's a klaxon in my car telling me I'm doing something wrong. And, and 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 you have no ability to turn it off. You look very no, weak. None. There's, that's right. That's right. I look like a total. It looked fucking, like, but it's a double. The thing is, it's a double hit because on the one hand, it's warning you about something you don't need to know about, and you do I, not have the agency to stop it. That's right. I'm a freaking cuck here. <laughs> you got cucked. <laughs> the goddamn car is cucking me. And so here are my choices. Right. Sit and close, talk. Close the like, door. Close it's the door really so, loud. So I can't. So I can't. Or like close the door. And roll the window Your down. Your window is down. Your <laughs> window is down. Like, that's something that a mom at a beach club does. But I'm a dad. I want <laughs> no, my feet on the ground. Get the feet out. Or maybe the problem is that I don't have my seatbelt on. So then put the seatbelt on halfway across I'll my bet if you turn, I bet if you turn the engine off, it might. Well, would it still make? I bet it would still make the door beep, beep, beep. Well, so this is what I. This is what I ultimately chose. Did you satisfy? I shut the engine down. I shut everything down, took the key out, like shut it all down, fucking shut it down. It was like a, it was like three mile Island. Mm -hmm. I'm standing in the middle, like shut it down. Lockdown mode. And finally everything went off enough that I could have this conversation. And you know, and I felt like, okay, you know what car? Fuck you then. How do you like going back to sleep? But I didn't win. I didn't Hmm. win because some, what I wanted to do, my, you know, what I wanted to do was go to Germany Walk through very, very, very clean hallways with someone in a white lab coat who would use a key card to fob me in to some inner lab and fob me past that into a further lab where a guy sitting on a stool, a very, very clean metal stool at a very clean metal high desk, Mm -hmm. also wearing a lab coat and some glasses would turn around, be introduced to me. And then I would slap him with a white kid leather glove mm. oh. saying, you, sir, I challenge you to offend to a saber duel right now unless you eliminate this feature or put a button on the dash that turns all this shit off. Mm-hmm. And we'll do see. Not, like, that- a, like do not disturb on your phone. Like where you could just say, like, I, I don't want to hear about anything. Yeah, something like something where you could sign a piece of paper. But you, this say, is you, they, you know what? It's like the Teslas. Maybe they have a bareback boat, bareback mode that they could enable on a bespoke basis. You take it in. You say, "Are you aware?" You you agree to the terms, the terms and conditions, and we will yep. enable bareback mode. Yeah, we'll take all of this away. Yeah, I you know I had an old Audi a long time ago that had a that had an early iteration of this beep beep. It wasn't wah, wah, but it was like beep, beep, but loud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that Audi had some problem. It was a uh, 1989 uh, Audi 5000S Quattro. Mm. It had a problem because it was old, and it had been ridden hard, and it had been put away wet yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. And what, how it manifests that was that this thing, this sound, periodically, as I was driving, would just go... Like five times really loud. And sometimes the car would go through phases where it did it every 20 minutes. 
And sometimes you wouldn't hear this sound for weeks, and then it would... I've had cars with problems like that, and you take it to the guy, and the guy says it's electric. Mm-hmm. Right? It's probably electric. That's exactly what I got. I was like, tell me where the tell me where these wires are, and mm-hmm. I will clip them. Electric if, is code for six hundred dollars. Yeah, right. If the if these wires are, and the thing was, I would when it was doing it, I would lean down into the dashboard and try to identify from whence it came, because I was prepared. I was prepared to do that thing one time in high school. A, uh, a friend of mine had like a '72 Camaro RS that he had really customized. It had baby blue flake paint. It had super cool Krager rims. It was really dope. And we went out to the high school parking lot at lunchtime one time, and someone had smashed the window of his car and stole his whatever Nakamichi tape deck or whatever it was. And it was kind of an intrusion. We all felt it was an it was an additional crime over the break in, because it happened in our high school parking lot. Like you know what? Oh Fuck no, you. that's so close to home. Yeah, like we we've only been in class a couple of hours. We're powerless. We're stuck in class, and you're taking advantage of us. So this guy broke into my friend's Camaro RS, and he was like, he said, "It's not a big deal. I've got insurance." And then he went around into his uh, trunk. And he pulled out like the big socket wrench thing. You know, the socket wrench comes in three three big sizes. Mm-hmm. What this one's the big well, it's one. Like it's almost like, like a hexagon. It's almost like like an inch across. This is a thing where you're gonna you you would. This is a come along. You know, you would hurt somebody if you whacked him with it. Hmm. And he uh, and I think he even might have had an extender pole for really busting loose some rusty nuts. If you know, <laughs> the nut buster. And uh, he put it on, and he reached in, and he just wham, and he 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 uh, he totally bashed in his tachometer, just like bashed it. And I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" That's the RPM meter. That's right. Okay. And he said it was busted. <laughs> so wow. Since it since the insurance company is going to pay for my windshield and my tape deck and all this stuff, I might as well get a new tack out of it. This and is before like, they had water sensors in iPhones. Long time before, right? So I mean, there's no way to know if you're <laughs> why why your tachometer was smashed with a hex like pattern. Exactly, like uh, the insurance adjuster, if he's clever, mm-hmm. is going to say, "I get it, broke the window, took the tape deck." But why would the guy spend an extra minute to bust? Oh, right, one right. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Just 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 uh, just one more question. <laughs> All right, that makes that makes sense. All right, let me ask you. Yeah. Uh, One clarification. So, but that was the first instance that I'd ever seen of like, huh, he's, Hmm. he seems to be gaming the system. It's car hacking. But when I would drive this Audi, uh, it was really irritating to me. But at the time I had a lady friend who was, uh, who was, uh, you know, a diminutive uh, woman. Uh, she was, uh, what you would do, how would you describe her? A, um, pixie? she was a little bit of a pixie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She mm-hmm. had very short hair, short red hair. Mm. She might even, you might even describe her as a manic pixie dream girl, mm. although she and I were the same age. So it wasn't something where I was like an old man that was, oh, she wasn't helping you big. get your groove back. No, she wasn't trying to save my life or, or, or validate my aging. She was just a friend <laughs> who was the same age as me who yeah. happened to happen to be a pixie. Sit, she happened to fit all the pixies. Bill a lot of people think there's only domesticated pixies. There are also wild pixies. So this, she is definitely a wild pixie, and mm-hmm. one of the things uh, about her is that she is very tightly wound, wound like a Swiss watch, mm. like 
uh, her tolerances uh, are within a pretty narrow range in terms of how, uh, like, hot and cold and also surprising beeping sounds. Interesting. Like, much like herself, like a, a high-performance uh, European vehicle. Yes, she is, she is very high performance. She uses only the highest octane gas. Mm-hmm. And when we would drive in the car, the beeping would happen, and she would leap like a cat that had the, that that you had hit with like you'd if you stood behind a sleeping cat and hit some orchestral cymbals, like. Psh- uh, point of information: Is this the one who didn't like her feet touched? No, totally okay. different Sorry, pixie. Continue. Right? There are a lot okay. of high strung pixies in my life. It is it is a thing I do not understand. Right? Like I'm a well, big, it's like those uh, blue things on the road that indicate where a fire hydrant is, a fire plug, as you say. You don't right. notice that until you start noticing it. And then, brother, you really notice it. You right. will if notice you buy, once you know about wild pixies, you will start seeing them everywhere. If you buy a first generation Volkswagen Scirocco, mm-hmm. You're going to suddenly see Scirocco's everywhere. Now, in this instance, that is wrong because you will not see Scirocco's everywhere because they don't exist anymore. Mm-mm, it's called the Scirocco effect. Right? There was a time. Because it doesn't have anything saw, to do with Scirocco's. You saw Scirocco's all the time. Right. You saw first gen Scirocco's, second gen Scirocco's, third gen Scirocco's. Mm-hmm. I challenge you to go out of the door today and keep your eyes peeled. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you see one fucking Scirocco in the next week. Bader Meinhof. It's not just a river in Egypt. Right. Pretty soon you're seeing it everywhere. It's like the first. It's like uh, the first time. This is. I got one for you. you. Ready for this? Did you ever watch that girl? Of course. Okay, Donald Hollister is is engaged to uh, what's her name, Anne Marie. <clears throat> oh. Okay. You, you, and, you, you know. You know that. You know that there's a that I, there's a very significant significance in my life to the, to that girl. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stipulate. Oh it. no, that's where it comes from. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I never knew that. Okay, he's trying to shop oh. for an engagement ring, and they ask him how many baguettes he wants it to be. <laughs> this is my <laughs> first uh, Bayer Meinhof phenomenon. This is the first time I ever had an experience of it, even before I knew that name. Um, Bayer Meinhof. So, so Donald Hollister, he hears about baguettes. In diamonds, and then he keeps hearing about baguettes, and he he says aloud, "I don't know, this is from like 1968." He says something like, "It's so weird, you know, you don't hear a word for your entire life, and then you hear it all these times in a row in the same week." And guess right. what that means? That means little boy me had the same experience. I got Donald Hollistered by that girl because then that was the first time I had ever heard the word baguette, and it's baguettes right. all the way down. Right? Baguettes. Yeah, and, and, is that a bread or is that a, a unit of a diamond? Bread. That's a bread. Baguette what, is a bread. What what is it, what do they call it in a diamond? Carrots. Gluten. It's I think car- it was a baguette. I think it was a baguette. How many baguettes do you get per diamond? How many Donald- baguettes does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? A one? A two? <laughs> a two a three. A three. Three. That John- was the first time you got Donald Pleasanced. I for you mean like a Halloween type situation or escape from New York? I well oh, I can't not you're think- going to do roll in Blofeld? I cannot not think of Escape from New York now that you've said it. I watched it. it last week. I watched it last no, week. No, you didn't. We Come talked on. about it on a program I do at John Syracuse as my canonical example of seeing a movie without knowing anything about it when I was in eighth grade. Right. And I watched it again last week. And you know what? It was fucking great. It holds up, huh? Snake Plissken. I thought you were dead. Oh, fuck. Mm. Snake King Plissken. of New York, A number one. He rode. He rode that glider to the top he of the world. He rides the sound. glider, and then you he can't goes. Can't do that today. Then you can <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. I'm proud to be an American.